Hello and welcome to the Opera Cheat Sheet. I'm Sinjin Flynn, abandoned this week by my opera expert colleague Eric Skelly, who preferred to go off on vacation. Imagine that. Today we'll talk about Handel's opera Rinaldo and a little about Baroque opera in general. Handel wrote Rinaldo in 1711, the year after he had moved to London, and the work is considered the first Italian-language opera written specifically for the London stage. The libretto was by the poet Giacomo Rossi, and the whole opera is based very loosely on the epic poem Gerusalemme Liberata, or Jerusalem Delivered, by the 16th-century Italian poet Tasso. That epic, which is set at the time of the First Crusade, is a story of love, battle and redemption that sees virtuous Christians pitted against evil Saracens for control of the holy city. Before we look at what happens in Ronaldo, let's talk a little bit about Baroque opera in general, as it differs in some respects from opera as we know it by the likes of Puccini and Verdi, whose famous works we take today as a sort of opera default style. Here's how Heidi Waleson, opera critic of the Wall Street Journal, sums up some of the essential differences between what Handel was writing and what later predominantly 19th century opera composers did. She says, What's different about Baroque operas? Take a typical repertory opera like La Boheme. The story is a straight narrative, and all the information you need is included in the text. The music is built on soaring legato, or flowing lines. The arias don't have internal musical or text repeats. There are conversations in the music and big ensemble numbers. A Baroque opera has a mythological or historical story and is made up primarily of arias that are connected with recitatives. They are less plot-driven than later operas. Character development is limited. The text, mostly by poets, is often repeated, contains little narrative information, and is rarely conversational. There are few duets or large ensembles. The arias are structured to repeat internally. They express one emotion or affect in the first section, another in the contrasting second part, and then repeat the first section with more vehemence and ornamentation. This is known as the de capo aria. The vocal accompaniments tend to be spare, and the full orchestra usually plays only on its own. Also of critical importance is the way this earlier music relies on smaller units of articulation, rather than a long, flowing line, which has a big impact on the rhythmic vitality of the music. That's what Heidi Waleson had to say. So now that we're all experts on Baroque opera, let's look specifically at Handel's Rinaldo. It takes place in and around Jerusalem during the final year of the First Crusade, so 1099. Goffredo is leading the First Crusade and is laying siege to Jerusalem. Stuck inside the city is the Saracen king Argante and his troops. Outside, Goffredo, his brother Eustasio, his daughter Amorena and the brave knight Rinaldo, plus the soldiers in the Christian army, are preparing to attack. Rinaldo is in love with Almirena, and Golfredo has promised that when Jerusalem is taken, they can marry. Argante comes out of the city and asks for a truce. Golfredo agrees, not realizing that Argante has a scheme up his sleeve. Argante is in love with Armida, queen of Damascus, who also happens to be a sorceress. He believes he can get her to use her evil powers against the crusaders. 
as he's thinking this, lo and behold, Armida descends from the sky, come to help the Saracens. She knows the thing to do to assure victory is to defeat the great Ronaldo, and with her powers she believes she can do this. Ronaldo and Almirena are in each other's arms. Armida appears and pulls Almirena away. Ronaldo draws his sword, but a black cloud descends and envelops the two ladies, whisking them away. Goffredo, Eustasio and Ronaldo decide to seek out a Christian magician to help save Almirena. Notice that the evil Saracens, who are Muslim, have a sorceress, whereas the good crusaders, who are Christian, have a magician. I guess neither Tasso nor Handel were quite politically correct by today's standards. The three crusade leaders head off along the seashore to the magician's cave. A beautiful woman calls to Ronaldo from a boat, saying she'll take him to Almorena. Mermaids appear and urge him to get into the boat. And, still upset at his beloved's abduction, he does so. Almorena is being held captive in the garden of Armida's palace. Here she sings perhaps the most famous aria from Ronaldo, Lascio Chio Pianga. Let me weep my cruel fate, and I sigh for liberty. When Argante sees her, he is struck by her beauty, and he confesses his love for her. He says to prove his love, he will secure her release. Ronaldo is brought before Armida. His demands that Almirena be let go touch Armida, and she falls for him, but he rejects her. She uses her powers to change into the form of Almirena, but Ronaldo doesn't fall for the trick, and he leaves. But then Armida, still in the guise of Almirena, runs into Argante, who tells her again he loves her and will get her released. In a rage, Armida assumes her own form and vows vengeance for his infidelity. Meanwhile, at the magician's cave, Goffredo and Eustasio learn that Almirena is being held in Armida's palace, the magician gives them magic wands to overcome the sorceress's evil powers. Back in the palace garden, Armida prepares to kill Almirena. As Ronaldo draws his sword to attack, Golfredo and Eustasio arrive. When they touch the garden with their magic wands, it disappears, and all find themselves on an empty plain within sight of the city of Jerusalem. As Ronaldo strikes Armida with his sword, she too disappears. In Jerusalem, Argante and Armida, now facing a common enemy, are reconciled. The Crusaders begin their attack, and after a battle, Jerusalem falls. Argante is defeated and captured by Ronaldo, and Armida is taken by Eustasio. Ronaldo and Almirena are happy. They can now get married. Armida breaks the wand, which is the source of her evil power, and she and Argante decide to convert to Christianity. Goffredo, not to be outdone, forgives his defeated enemies and sets them free as all, winners and losers, together sing a chorus of reconciliation. Well, there you have it. That's what happens in Ronaldo, believe it or not. Elements of love, war and the supernatural. I should mention also that, as is often the case in Baroque operas, the lead male character was sung by a castrato or a contralto, the lowest female voice, and so in productions of Ronaldo, Goffredo may be sung by a woman. Ronaldo and Eustasio are both roles sung today by countertenors, that is, men singing in the female voice range. The role of Argante is assigned to a bass, 
So there is a huge difference between the voice types of the major characters. Lots of highs, a few lows, and not much in between. During Handel's lifetime, Ronaldo was the most frequently performed of all of his operas. However, after 1731, it wasn't staged again until 1954 in Germany. Now, as the opera celebrates its 300th birthday, its charms have once more been rediscovered. Well, that's this week's Opera Cheat Sheet. I'm Sinjin Flynn. Pause for the absent Eric Skelly. Thank you for listening.